You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Insecure Experience brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. We're we're a few days late, but a Gemini Prince had a birthday this week. Yep. And he he <laughs> needed to be celebrated. Um but so before we get into the show, ha- happy birthday, Jameson. We always shout out our babies on, on our shows. Happy birthday, Jameson, the big seven. I oh, remember when yes. your mom was pregnant with you. Yes. I remember <laughs> all of it. I remember that. So happy birthday. You're growing up. You are hilarious. You have such a big personality that you don't let anybody make you feel little. And that's going to carry you a long way in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But who is his mama? We know who his mama is. So <laughs> right. We know how that happens. Um, And happy birthday to Bianca. Happy birthday, happy Bianca. Birthday, Bianca. Y'all haven't, haven't heard Bianca on any of the shows, but um, Bianca made a great point. She's tired of always having to discuss the harm that comes to the LGBTQIA community, especially as a trans woman. And she just needed a break from that shit. And I agree because mm-hmm. a lot of the news that does come in about the community is just always about them being harmed and mistreated and yep. alienated and discriminated against. So um, we hope that you have an amazing day while we're dead in the center of pride month. Yep. And you have a phenomenal weekend. We love you much. And yeah, so I'm joined by Bree and Tia. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hello. This episode was so good. It was so good to me. Like it was, it was really, it was really, really good to me. First of all, I love that we um open to these auditions and we see Miracle Watts, right? Because they starting to all mm-hmm. look alike. Yeah. Yeah, we see Miracle Watts who can't do shit on the pole, <laughs> and then we see the new Salt and Pepper, who are, they're phenomenal on the pole, and then we see them treating Mercedes like the old the old bitch in the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we see Autumn as always trying to undermine everybody while not knowing shit about owning a strip club. You were barely a good performer in said strip club. If we want to mm-hmm. keep it a buck. Well, let's keep it a bean. You were barely noticed in that goddamn strip club. Andre was coming to see your ass and get a table dance, but you were not a world renowned dancer in, in the pink before it got shot up and shit. So I just think you got a lot of fucking nerve undermining Mercedes. And I think you got a lot of fucking nerve undermining Uncle Clifford oh, pushing the opening up by a week. Yep. I don't like yeah. people like that. I do not like people like that. You can ask any of the hosts on this network. I am not a, it's my network, so do what I say ass person. I want your ideas. I want to know what works best for you as somebody who records a podcast because if you don't like the way you're recording it you don't like the way it's being handled you're not gonna want to do it right so she she rubbed me the wrong way as somebody that has their own business 
and that whole is my shit so you do what i say that don't really work in real life yeah businesses like that hardly ever sustain and see what autumn fails to realize is that every business you may have a cfo which autumn is more of but you're always gonna have a manager like like the general manager at a restaurant he's not going to know more about that specific restaurant than the actual manager of that restaurant and they usually just relate to them when it comes to matters of that like autumn came in and tried to bogart just because she paid the money and that was crazy to me mm-hmm. but to me it makes me wonder why do you need so much control unless you're about to do something crazy absolutely absolutely we see we see that mixed breed side baby come in waving money around. I will say Autumn knew her shit in that meeting. There mm-hmm. is no way you're just gonna try to give me half a million dollars for for waterfront property, right? You yeah. you're not gonna play in my face like that. And I and I so I think these two episodes are doing a good job of showing us why Uncle Clifford needs complete control of the pink. And Autumn needs to be handling the financial aspect of it. Right. The girl is good yeah. with money. She's good with numbers. She's not good with running no strip club, though. She's not a people manager. And that's fine. Uh, most money managers are not people managers. But also, there is an air of respect with Clifford because they know people know that that's his club. They don't know her from a hill of beans. And you have to have a really strong personality to be a manager in a strip club. And to be to be a gay man at that managing mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. all a all women strip club, yeah. Like not only do the dancers respect Uncle Clifford, them niggas respect his his gangster too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like ain't too many gonna try to play in their motherfucking face. The only niggas we've seen playing Uncle Clifford face was goddamn Tyrell Ruffin. Right. Yeah. And we see what happened to him. Dead. 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 <laughs> I really wonder what the implications of because they are really dragging this out, like his death and the aftermath of it. And when I tell you, I do not care, but this has got to be something. And I'm thinking it's got to be something because, like, especially when they were like, why is this water bill $10,000? And they saw the water hookups and stuff. Something else is going to get uncovered in taking care of him after his death. Yeah, something is going to get uncovered. I was conflicted because in the living, he's very unlikable. Yeah. Tidal Ruffin was. So to try to paint him as this um, Robin Hood, take from the rich, give to the poor type of thing. I'm kind of conflicted because I don't, I feel like if he dead, let him be dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm guessing whatever is going to go on with Andre will revolve around this Robin Hood scenario as well. Because he has watched, he has figured out what Tidal Ruffin was doing. He was taken from the city of Chuckalisa and making sure the, the poor black people had what they needed, you know, a basic necessity like water. But a part of me feels like that should go a totally different way. Yeah. You shouldn't have to rob from the city to make sure the people of the city good. And it goes like, they like, well, you got to play the game. But shouldn't we be tired of playing the game? We all should be tired of playing a game. We should be tired of playing a game. It should be like, and this goes in real life because I'm sure this happens in real life, right? But we should be tired of playing a game. We should, we need to, we got to go after what's ours. We Mm -hmm. deserve bare necessities like water. 
Yeah. Right. We should be able to have water. We should be able to have lights, gas. We should be able to have health care. So I'm wondering what this Andre storyline is going to look like. I will say it's still very intriguing to me because he can still go down two paths. Mm-hmm. He can either go down the Robin Hood path or he could just become a total white man's nigga. Yeah. True. I still think he's unlikable and I don't think his um, relationship is going to last much longer. Andre with his wife. You know, yeah. Do you think he'll run for mayor? I don't think I he'll think... run. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I kind of do. I kind of see him, you know, because of him, you know, watching that video, just remembering what it was to have somebody try to kill your dreams that young in your life and, you know, him having the opportunity to redeem himself after being laid off by promised land. I think mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a big possibility that he might, but that would definitely destroy his marriage with his wife if he does. Yeah. Well, that need to be destroyed because that motherfucker born. We ain't seen him <laughs> drop no dick off to that lady yet, have we? He don't want to. That's why he always at the he strip once. <laughs> In season one, but he now... He some dick off to her? It must have been dry. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, it, it that's was, all we need to know about it, that. It, it, it was it was okay. It was he when he got the phone call. He ain't call. give her no autumn night dick. No, he sure didn't. <laughs> they ain't even had sex yet. <laughs> well, that, autumn, didn't they fuck? I no. thought they did. No, they know they had sex they, yet. I thought they eventually did have sex. No, they but it wasn't was that like first a... time. It wasn't the first time they went to that hotel though. That's when she went through all his shit. But I thought they like got into an argument and ended up fucking. No, they haven't slept with each other. They did get into an argument after she found out everything. And he was telling her, you need to go home and take care of your child. Instead of being out here being a thought. They did get into an argument. She slept in the bed, but he didn't. But they know they haven't. They just building up all this sexual tension. Like, let them have sex already. You right. know, like for real. I kind of thought it was unspoken that they had already slept together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought so too. Well, I, well, I don't know why I thought they did. And it was going to go down in the boom boom room last season, but his wife called him and said, "Well, I'm in your room right now." Then he got scared, they and that's when he went sex. to the room and had sex had with phone, her. They had phone sex. Yeah, Autumn and Andre had phone sex. They haven't had sex sex. Mm-hmm. Well, ah, well, okay. I want to talk about Keyshawn. Because let me tell you something. It's got to be, she's got to be planning more than to stay with this abusive ass, racist ass cracker who lied to her face about calling Diamond a hard ER. Mm -hmm. Got to be. And then he has a, he has her phone um, where he always knows her location. So he knew she went up there to see Diamond. And why would you tell him Diamond and say he, he yelled at you? Because she wants almost- no, she was mad. That's why she was mad. I think she wanted to rile him up and get him mad because she was mad that Diamond didn't pay her dues. Like a part of a part of me really dislikes Keyshawn for the positions that she keeps putting Diamond in. Mm-hmm. You ain't had no business going up to that family dollar period, right? And now you you got your your crazy cracker of a of a boyfriend trying to put another case on this man for no reason other than you won't leave him the fuck alone. Leave Diamond alone. Your intentions right now cannot include Diamond. 
Right. Because you don't even want to break up with this cracker. You so scared to break up with him. So leave Diamond alone. He don't need your apologies or none of that. Mm -hmm. He needs you to leave him alone because you're literally trouble for him. Mm -hmm. For Yes. Literally. Um, which brings us to the fact that, okay, so uh, Lil Murder, they sent his manager in to try to will and deal with Keyshawn. It took me a minute. It took me watching it twice to really catch the fact that Keyshawn is playing chess while everybody else playing checkers. Yep. Mm-hmm. She pulled this man in, made it seem like he was basically a scumbag of a manager and all this kind of shit. She did all of that to look to look like she was the boss in front of her boyfriend so she could go on this tour. Yep. Because it mm-hmm. took me a minute. I'm like, what the fuck? Everything that the manager is saying is very standard in contracts and shit on tour. But she she played a hand, baby. She played a hand in that scene. And she talked about costumes and stuff like that. I'm like, what the fuck kind of tour do y'all think this is? Like, girl, what if you don't put some of that you outfits. Think you need? Right, if you don't put <laughs> some of that damn old outfits. stripper shit. Girl. I also, um, uh, I don't know, was it before? I, I want to make sure we address um, Lil Murda going to Clifford's house. Okay. Let's go. I'm ready. Okay. Because don't apologize to me when ain't nobody around that you disrespected me in front of. Keep That's your private one. apologies yep. after your public disrespect. Number mm-hmm. two, how the hell you ain't see that big ass mirror was right there? <laughs> I don't know. Number three, please don't involve my grandma in no mess. No. If you got something Not to say to you me. you played in my face. Right. But I think that, you know, I know Clifford has a weak spot for him and I get it. But this whole situation has really just told me he's never going to be happy with no behind the scenes shit. And the way that little murder, the things are going for him, he's never going to be able to be out with him. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. And it sucks because I do like them together. I do too. Like they, they do have... Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but I think, um, I keep forgetting his name. The guy that plays Lil Murder. Jay Alphonse Nicholson. He is a phenomenal actor and, and it speaks to his level of not sitting in homophobia because I'm pretty sure it's a lot of roles black men have turned down in movies because it required them to have some type of dealings yeah. or some, it had something to do with being gay or something. It yeah. speaks to his level of acting and his level of comfort to just do his job that him and Clifford have a ton of on-screen chemistry. Like they yeah. have phenomenal chemistry. It's just really good. And I mm-hmm. enjoy it. But yes, like Bree said, don't involve my granny and shit, nigga. Not a damn thing. When she said I'm not home, you should have been. Thank you, ma'am. Have a good day. Yeah, don't deliver no messages talking about I've been texting you, but they've been going unanswered and will continue to. Right. And will continue to. And what the hell my grandma gonna do? But Loretta Devine talking about, bitch, you talk about you wanted some dick and it just got FedEx delivered to you. No. But there was no way they could have sex and then go back to acting like nothing is going on between them. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're about to go on this tour. I feel like it's a little murder. I feel like that too, especially the way uh, that prosthetic dick popped out in the uh, skating rink. Oh my God. I thought <laughs> it was real. <laughs> well, I thought all the dicks were real. This is how I found out they use prosthetics. Uh, I'm on TikTok. I don't know how I got into Euphoria TikTok, but then I had gotten to Euphoria TikTok. Then I had gotten to Hollywood TikTok. Well, all them dicks you saw on Euphoria, you know, like the lineup, 99.9% of the dicks you see on TV are prosthetic and it's for the actor's comfort. They're skin suits that they attach like the penis to, right? So his penis would have been inside of it, but it's a prosthetic penis just for modesty reasons. Like when you see people naked, unless it's just breasts or whatever, like when you see people naked, like for the bottom down or whatever, they usually have a, like a little thin latex underwear on that just matches their flesh. Gotcha. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but they said it's it's also for liability reasons. Like, you know, you don't want an actress to say, like, say you got a sex scene or whatever, and the guy's like really hard. You don't want him to be like real hard up in her shit. Like, so they they have something blocking and it's a fake dick. Gotcha. Okay. I always wonder, because like, if your shit real in the, if your shit hard in the scene, we going to get the fucking. (laughs) <laughs> right. Like, I, right. Like, no rubbing against my oh, Lord. Team, I'm just gonna have to get mine off. We is just not so I'm glad to it's good to know that you know their privacy and you know all of that kind of stuff is protected. And so I, I do like that, but or oh. they do the sheets because the first sex scene that I can remember like turning me on was in Love Jones with Neil oh, Long. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Lorenz Tate, and I remember they kept wrapping the sheets, like pulling the sheets closer, like over their butt, so you couldn't really see what's going on. But when I tell you, if I was him, my dick would have been harder than a roll of quarters. How do you like? I wonder how professionally that goes. Like, yeah, we've been wrestling the sack. Of course, my dick gonna be hard. Is it rude for your dick to be hard? <laughs> or not do they give up like soft eater? Not if I'm pretending to. I'm about finna be fucking on the bad bitch. You cannot. You cannot. Put me in no bed with me alone and, and act like I ain't supposed to be aroused. Absolutely okay. fucking not. Also, so, I would okay. just like to say that movie set me up for life because I watched it when I was incredibly too young to be watching things like that because it came out when I was a kid. I thought every date would be like that date that they ended up at the bashment and then she, you know, <laughs> they went home. I thought every date would be like that and I was, boy, was I let down. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was really, okay. So at first when I watched the, the, like saw the screen mask, me and Mike was like, what the fuck? And then as it went on, I saw the way they was walking and I saw some full sets. I was like, oh, this, these either women or these people that, um, it's, it's like the trans community kidnapping uncle Clifford because the way they was walking pigeon toed in the goddamn black pins. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. We said in the pregame how good it was to see the other aspect of Clifford's life and his friends and his family and his Mm -hmm. community. Because there's no way that Clifford, who has very obviously been very queer for a very long time, and he is very loud and proud about it, doesn't have any friends and family and and nieces and, and whatnot in the community. 
So I was mm -hmm. glad to see them. I was glad to see them show him so much love and make sure he actually enjoyed his goddamn birthday for a change. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, glad I he really didn't go to the pig. That. I'm Me so too. glad he didn't oh, go yes. to the pig because no, nah, let her suffer. You got it. Bitch, get it then. Yeah, because we heading back to the pink, but I just think it 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 bears repeating that the community shows up and shows out for each other all yep. of the time, mm -hmm. all of the time. And this was one of those moments. And I was really happy to see where the money reside, where the money reside. Say, Listen, it looks good. That's how no, that's how you that's how you drag fifteen minutes of fame. Yep, mm -hmm. because he has turned that into bag after bag after bag. From being on he, Bad Boys LA. Yep. To having cameos and movies and TV shows. But you know what? He seems to have a really kind demeanor. And that's how you handle business. You don't have to get your 15 minutes of fame and get fucking weird. He got his 15 minutes of fame and he's been showing love. Yep. All the time. Because mm -hmm. I follow him all the time. I see him asking people who who need money who need a bill paid who need groceries who need some gas money who kids hungry and he just send it through through cash app zale or whatever the fuck he just is that type of person so i enjoyed seeing him in this episode he and also I got a writing credit oh did he uh-huh and it's nice. on apple music for the commercial for the commercial and it's on apple music right now so i hope he get his money like I'm, I know he get his money. Right. Go ahead, Riley. Um, and I'm glad Uncle Clifford got him some dick. It yes. wasn't a dick he wanted, but, but it, it was, was a some dick, dick he needed. He got. <laughs> Speaking of little murder, the the guy that they went and got who got out of jail, did y'all get some energy? Like, like they used to be people talking about that yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. Did you did there you some did energy? You get that I, energy I got some, especially the way they held each other when he got out of jail, but also knowing that they was locked up for so long together and knowing that a lot of niggas be pressing their sexuality in prison, I have some questions. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I definitely like when I watched it back again, I was like, that was a lingering ass hug. That wasn't mm -hmm. a typical nigga handshake and then pull you into a one arm hug. That was right. I've been missing you, hug. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's like that's the that's kind of the energy I got from that. And also, why they play that trick on that goddamn manager? <laughs> <laughs> we it it bears asking since we're here in this scene and they're getting ready to go on this tour in a goddamn hearse. But whatever, use what you got to get what you want. Yep. Um, when Keyshawn got in that car, I saw freedom in her eyes. Y'all think she coming back for her kids? Uh, I think she coming back for her kids eventually. But if she's smart, when she come back for them kids, she'll have some ammunition with her. Uh, cause he's not gonna let her just walk. No, he's not gonna let her just walk. And part of me, I don't feel safe with her leaving. I don't feel safe with her leaving them damn kids with him. Me neither. Like some is extremely off about him i love the fact that she knew he wasn't gonna get that damn job mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she knew he wasn't gonna get that job and she knew she was gonna be able to use it to her advantage to be like see babe this is why i need to go on a tour we want that house we want that hot tub and that jacuzzi where we can make love even to 
the thought of her even pretending to give a pussy to a racist it made my stomach curdle a little bit but it, it's just a show and girl you know they out there i was sitting there, was sitting there rolling my motherfucking eyes so hard i thought they was gonna get stuck but i i think she's going to get the money stash it like she's made this white boy believe that the manager has to take this cut of the money right and he's not really taking all that much of the money so she's gonna stash that money get an apartment or somewhere where he can't find her and i think she's gonna come back for the kids but like you said brie and tia it's not gonna be that easy she's gonna have mm-hmm. to kill him mm-hmm so I'm gonna have to go question. down. I think Diamond will end up coming back around because Diamond does really care about her. Yeah, yeah. I have a question for y'all now. Do y'all think that them touring in a hearse is some kind of foreshadowing for one of those characters in the hearse? Hell Baby, no, they, just, they broke just broke. It. They just broke. <laughs> <laughs> they doing just what they got. Broke. They can't with what they got. Yeah, they just broke in the motherfucker. Speaking of broke. Um, Mercedes. Oh, honey. <sighs> you know what's crazy Sweet to me? Baby. Why is she broke? Why is she broke? Tell me why she broke. F- why is she broke? And why are you fighting so hard to compete with those young girls? You knew that the time was up. You knew your time was up in the strip club in the first season. So why are you sitting here so shocked that you the old you the old auntie in the club? Why are you so shocked that you Ronnie and Tricks? Yep. Why? You know your time is up. And it's not anything about the level of skill you possess or your looks. You are fucking gorgeous. You were shitting on that white girl and that black girl. But you are just honestly known in that community as somebody that's been dancing at the pink for a very long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. but baby when they set that green rubbing alcohol because if you know you know about that goddamn green rubbing alcohol and you know when they said it that's i know i'm an old bitch because i'd love to have some right now i <laughs> would love it would love it and you know it's it, it is it helps aches and pains it helps aches and pains it's also a bug bite repellent and in north carolina i live in north carolina and the mosquitoes are out honey and then it got my ass that green alcohol would have been a, a breath of fresh air to me. But that was very shady. Um, what do y'all <laughs> think about the new um, Devil Eyes girl? You know I don't trust light eye people. Oh, the the White Walker um, yes. contact lady. Yes. Um, I think that she is uh, clairvoyant. I think that she knows something is up in a paradise room. And oh, that's absolutely. probably why, mm-hmm. that's why she looked at Mercedes like that. That pole swinging freaked me out like that. Yo, I, I had lie. to watch it twice to say, is the pole swinging by itself? Oh, you know what else freaked me out? Um, the end of the episode, kind of when when uh, what you call it, walks in on um her about to get on stage. You know, she's drunk. She's in her lingerie, and they had shot to the security camera. Oh, okay, the security camera when her her old nigga was in that room. Yep, that yeah. was him, right? That, that was. was his spirit. Yep, his spirit is still in spirit. that room. His spirit is in that room. I do think that new dancer does have a connection. I really love the way they start introducing non Louisiana voodoo and hoodoo because when we talk about it, people automatically default to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. but there are so many places in the south that also have their own renditions of voodoo and hoodoo bria tell you being from the carolinas it's big in in north and south carolina go down to south carolina don't play in them geechee folks face you gonna regret it oh man especially especially the geechee folks especially we talking about like charleston from Charleston out and I'm gonna tell you just as a person like I got engaged in Charleston I've been to Charleston a few times I went to college with people that lived there visited several times there is an energy in Charleston and I can't describe it to you unless you've been there it's like like you know that's where um there's this big auction house or this big customs house that's where the the slaves would come to be processed me Mm -hmm. and Colin walked by there I got physically ill there, the spirits are very heavy in Charleston, very yeah. heavy. And all those outer line islands, like the Geechee, like where the Geechee people are, that yep. it's it's just heavy. It's super heavy. Yeah. And since we're on the subject, Mississippi and mm-hmm. Mississippi Valley voodoo and hoodoo and stuff. I was really, I was pleased with them introducing that because that is a huge part of those cultures if you get a chance to take in those cultures right so i thought yeah. it was really and an, cool another thing is since we since we hear about spirits and this is you know just to address super spiritual and religious people what is the difference from what diamond was doing with root work from you might being at a church service and and a pastor or whatever preaching i mean um praying for somebody to have an evil spirit off of them there's no difference but if you if you if you really do your own work on the church um especially black churches a a lot of the customs that you see in black churches are are pulled directly from voodoo Mm -hmm. hoodoo and root work and things of that nature now some of the stuff they take from christianity they take that from white people and what white people said is Christianity, but for the most part, white people don't even really understand what Christianity itself is. Right. So, you know, they don't know where a lot of that stuff comes from. And I mean, if you even read even the biggest parts of the Bible, who do you who do you really think could be in a tomb and then rise after three days? That, right. Come on. Come on. We know where that's coming from. We know exactly where that's coming from. So yeah, there is no difference. That's why I always laugh at heavily, um, not religious, but people heavy in the church um, because they just, they be faking in line and shit. You know like, what's funny about that? They just make shit up. Um, Nana told me a long time ago, you know, Nana's heavy in the church. She a deacon and she's like, okay, so in the church, you fully believe that there are people who are clairvoyant. You call them prophets, right? Why mm-hmm. do you just automatically assume all prophets are going to be Christians? Hmm. Right. Come on, Nana. Let's bring the truth to the table. It is. Yep. Absolutely. Which Mercedes is trying to be in in this group with these two new dancers. You know your shoulder fucked up. And you are so envious that the attention is on these new girls what do we continue to say ain't nothing better than good pussy than new pussy right Mm -hmm. you are very well respected in the pink but you think these men not gonna flock to these new girls who doing all kind of tricks on the pole with each other and they got that that comfort and familiarity 
Right. These girls is friends. Mm-hmm. That's why they audition together. Why are you trying to compete? You this... still getting a huge cut of the, the door money. What is we doing here? Well, my question is this, right? Since when do you not like you were on the way out the door willingly? That's what you wanted to do. So now you all of a sudden mad? You was trying to have your last dance. Mm-hmm. Because I absolutely, for the re-reopening, it would have been my re-re-last dance. Yeah. And I would have taken on the position of, I would have taken on the house mom position. I would have got mm-hmm. right under Clifford. Mm-hmm. I would have taken on the house mom position. I, that's what I would have done. I wouldn't still be on that pole with all these new girls, especially with my shoulder fucked up. But maybe this needed to happen so that she can get to Diamond. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. ooh, baby, when she fell, it reminded me of when, when Miami Tip fell off the pole. Y'all remember that all them years ago? I do, actually. Yeah. When she fell off the pole. And that was, that was a mic in the background laughing. Nigga, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but the way that it was shot it was i mean it was messed up but it was beautiful the way that they shot her falling off that pole the looks on them folks faces is like yes. they knew that like they looked as if this was really happening versus her probably falling onto some type of air air mattress or some shit like that and or mm-hmm. a net falling into a net or whatever but then we get to dime wherever this place is we don't know what this place is we just know uncle clifford is there autumn is there diamond is there and mercedes and she laying on this table when i tell you the way they pulled that episode together when she said her shoulder has just been continuing to feel heavy Mm-hmm. And Diamond was and Diamond pulled seven pounds out of her damn shoulder. I was like, okay, they really into it. And they then really told her, it. and then told her these seven pounds is the exact amount of force it takes to shoot to a pistol. A gun. I hated Mercedes. I hated Autumn's overreaction to what Diamond was doing. It's no yeah. way you yeah. lived in the South or born and raised in the South. And have been there for years and you don't have the bare minimum knowledge of voodoo, hoodoo, and root work that happens throughout the South. Mm-hmm. Like she's screaming and yelling and I'm like, girl, shut up. This show fault anyways. Yep. You pulled Mercedes into some shit and was not honest about, uh, not honest with her about what you had her doing. Yep. And you was going to leave her. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then don't have a nerd to try to tell Diamond what to do with we can't have evidence laying around. Bitch, shut up. Ain't nobody asked you nothing. Nothing. And like, girl, you don't know all that you think you know. I'll say that. You, you don't know all that you think you when know. When it comes keep- to root work and shit like that, what Diamond is doing is best that you let him do it because he protecting your ass too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and he's still protecting Keyshawn because you see she's still th- wearing that necklace right I think we're gonna see more of Diamond and what he's into in terms of root work and stuff because that spirit is gonna start cutting up in that goddamn room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and only Diamond gonna know what the hell is going on and that seven pounds went right out the window didn't it it did yeah 
I think that's the last of what we'll see with Mercedes and the shoulder issue. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if this is the last we'll see of Autumn's ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, ex-husband, should I say. Oh, my God, y'all. We got to talk about this. The The ex-husband comes to Mercedes in her dreams and shit and has been revealing bits and pieces of what went down with him and Autumn. I thought that was very fucking interesting and wild. It is. Mm-hmm. And I know the more she finds out, the less that she'll want to deal with her. I'm glad she kicked her out. Whoever said that before. Me too. Me too. Cause I, I feel like if Autumn continued to live with Mercedes, that that spirit would keep sending shit back Mercedes way. Cause it's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, she ain't shit. I've come to you and told you she ain't shit and you still rocking with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and Bree said, Bree said when we reviewed the first season, she ain't trust Autumn. She said it was something about her. I'm never going to trust her. That wasn't right. Because mm-hmm. she yeah. came, like, when she came to the pink, she wasn't like, hey, I'm in a bad situation. Like, I really need some help to get out of my situation. She was trying to con everybody, remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's still conning everybody. Yep. Yeah, still conning everybody. Still never told Uncle Clifford, Mercedes, or anybody, or even Andre, what actually happened. So she's still like feeding them bits and pieces. But I think this season and the situation with the the spirit that's her ex husband, we're really gonna figure out what the fuck Autumn did and is into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then her drunk ass. First of all. How you work, how you own a strip club and they make sure the doors was locked for you went and put on your lingerie and shit. Okay. I feel like Andre saved her life in that moment. He did. Because that spirit looked like it was finna get active. Mm-hmm. But also, why he looks so dirty? He looks <laughs> look sweaty. She looks so sweaty all the time. Now, just because you lose your job don't mean you got to look like a sweaty piece of the fish. <laughs> Not fish. I think they yeah. playing up on, I don't know, but I can't even say that they playing up on the fact that it was salons and barbershops that was closed down because nobody else looks like how Andre look. No, everybody. Everybody look- else hair done. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody the else back open. Done. The barbershop back open. Go get in somebody's chair because I'm sick of him looking dirty while trying to talk business on my TV screen. Okay. Don't talk to me about five hundred thousand nothing until you go get a twenty dollar haircut. And that's all. That's all it is. Yeah, he looks dirty, but I think him walking in um, probably saved Autumn. And I think this is a really interesting storyline, and I love what they're piecing together. Honestly. It's some parts may be predictable, but a lot of it is not because I never had Diamond doing root work. Of all the people that may have started doing it, I never had a a black man doing it, which that speaks a lot to how black men do get erased from root work. A lot of it is very women centered, but I'm pretty sure if you start doing your research and your Googles, Mm-hmm. Some of the ancestors doing root work, voodoo and hoodoo have been black men as mm-hmm. well. So I I like that aspect of it. And you know what else? They kind of like brushed over it. But the necklace he gave to Keyshawn last season, him healing her wrist 
and saying that my granddaddy taught me this and I think he he served in the army or something like that. They kind of like glossed over it, but it kind of makes sense now when we get to episode two of season two. So right. if people were paying attention to details, not us, cause you know, we thorough, but if people were paying attention to details and not just trying to do other stuff while they was watching P-Valley last season, then it shouldn't have come as a surprise to see, oh wow. So now we're getting more backstory as to who Diamond is outside of being a bouncer. And being fine. Yeah, agreed. Every time I think about that man, I always laugh because whoever that nigga said that he is, he looked like what Drake think he looked like. <laughs> I die. I will never forget that. I never. will never forget that. Because it's true. Drake mm-hmm. that got all that damn plastic surgery and all that shit trying to look like that man. <laughs> and still you know what? Don't. I want people to acknowledge Drake's white mama syndrome. They always say it for black <laughs> uh, the biracial women. But Drake is a yeah. prime example of be, having a white mama syndrome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And because he got a white mama that primarily raised him... He tries. He does a lot of overcompensating mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to be like I'm. I'm half nigga too. Mm-mm. Where did he a, get uh, hair for braids what's from? What's that? What's that term that they call? I forgot. It's a whole list. Frederick Mulatto. No, it's something else. It's like, but it's a Pajaro? part of those terms. It's the one after that, like musty or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There is, and it's a Musty, real term. Musty. It means like if you are Quadrum. like if you're only like ten or fifteen percent black, they call you musty or some shit like that. I remember <laughs> seeing it on Twitter, and I've been hollering since. But Drake is very musty, so I just want to put that out there. Hold on, very okay. Musty. So I looked it up, and uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I thought. Um, Cause all I know is quadroon octoroon. Oh, um, mustafino, one sixteen, yep, musty, mustafino, <laughs> and this is what I've never heard: quintroon or hexadecaroon. Oh, so you white? Basically. So basically white, <laughs> baby. I, you know what? Sorry, Leah. Four black grandparents. Okay. I need yeah. you to have four black grandparents. When you have, I'll give you at least three black grandparents. Like it's the people that be on TikTok that be saying nigga and they be like having to do the next video. I am what I am black. This is my one. Yeah. Black like I'm gonna be honest. You can look at you. Right. You can look at me until I'm allowed to say nigga. Okay. It don't matter. Same Z's. Do not matter. Same Z's. And one of these days, I want to do this on the network. We need to have a conversation about what it means to be culturally black and just genetically black. Because there's mm-hmm. a difference. There is a difference. Like those, um, <laughs> those, those black girl wines, whatever the black, the black owned wines are that everybody. Oh, okay. Black girl yeah. magic. So it's, it's two sisters, right? They're trying octoroos. to find out. They're octoroos. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Let's get up out trying of here. To find I'm out, thinking though. these is real niggas. Kind of find out, baby. They didn't even know they was black until they was in their twenties. Okay, they're not culturally black. Did y'all enjoy (laughs) this episode? We hope y'all did because we did, and I I will never be buying no black girl magic wine from no octoroons or muscarooms anyway. Pitaroons, hitaroons, it don't matter. 
And um, also leave oh, elephants alone before. We Please, go. God. <laughs> I've been I've been so intrigued with this story. Elephants will come and fuck you up. Like, please leave them alone. Also, I just want to say to people who say, oh, this season ain't as good. Y'all really forgot how to TV. Y'all have really forgotten how to TV. I don't know what kind of fire and explosives y'all was waiting for for episode two. It didn't happen in the first season. So what are not, people and not even about? And not even being funny, but there's 10 episodes this season. We are only 20% into the season. Yep. Relax. Give it a break. Call Pack it up delicious. Pack it up delicious. What should be inscribed on a stone somewhere? <laughs> Uh, before I forget, uh, it's Father's Day weekend. Mike, happy Father's Day. You are a wonderful father. I'm so glad to have you in my community. Hope you enjoy yes. your Father's Day. Yes, yes, yes. I got my AirPods in so he can't hear. Bree said happy Father's Day. She loves that the way you parent and she's very happy to have you a part of her community. I love y'all. so goofy. Um, Happy Father's Day, Colin. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Colin. Mm -hmm. We miss y'all. We cannot. We miss you too. Bitch, I'm I'm sliding down the wall. I'm crying. um... We cannot cannot wait to get closer to y'all, spend some time with y'all, have some couples dates. Yes. And y'all love our kids. So I know if we need some alone time, I could trust, I trust y'all. Let me say that I trust y'all. I've never, not even being funny, um, but I've never looked for anybody to babysit our kids out here because absolutely mm. not. You know, it's, it's, it's my so mom white or nothing. It's, it's right. too white. It's, it's too white. white. It's too. It's way too white. So we do. And Colin, you are a phenomenal dad. Um, the you know the way you parent is not with mm-hmm. an iron fist. It m- reminds me very much of Mike. Um, long gone are the days of iron fist parenting especially Mm -hmm. for men because kids need to see their fathers be gentle with them I will say especially girls too like boys Mm -hmm. too and I get it but especially girls we have two teenage girls he is he is soft as fucking marshmallow fluff with them niggas but I love it because they already have the standard set of how they're supposed to be treated absolutely Mm -hmm. and and that hard shit your kids don't need to try to live up to unrealistic expectations because you rule with an iron fist yep your kids need to see you as human and they need to feel like you see them as human and able to make mistakes and rebound and all of that and that's a lot of what i see in colin it's a lot of what me and brie talk about and how colin parents and so yes happy father's day Mm -hmm. um good gifts coming Yes, good what, gifts coming. What happened to niggas who just like socks and drawers for Father's Day? Not my nigga. Not my nigga. He wanted, <laughs> Let me tell you he wanted, something, though. He wanted liquor, beer, electronics. Now, hold on, ba- hold on, baby. What is we going <laughs> to do for Christmas if I do all this for Father's Day? I'm going to say this because I know Colin <laughs> listens to the episodes as soon as they come out. As soon as he gets a fucking notification, like tonight, he's at work. Colin will drive home with this podcast on. He subscribes <laughs> to the network. He like that nigga be big supporting me. I'm going to say this. Colin is the hardest nigga in the entire world to buy for because it's the only nigga I ever know that don't pause. He be like, I want a pair of sneakers. And then I be like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. They come into the house on Tuesday. Like there's no in between. Like, give me a chance. Give to me a chance something. to do some shit. But nigga, this year I got your ass. 
I got you. It's going to be a good gift. I already told him I was going to take him and all of our children to the Angus barn, which is like the expensive steakhouse out here. And Ooh. I know he'll enjoy enjoy that. You got money. Baby, listen, <laughs> when you don't oh, pay no Lord. bills, some, some shit get uh, freed up. I can't. I can't. This nigga pay the majority of the bills. I can't not get him shit. Absolutely. <laughs> like, where your it's, money going? It's like, very well deserved. Y'all have a good steak for yes. us. Um, Mike is very excited because on Father's Day weekend he gets to see his baby at her first track meet. Yes. So he's really excited on, about that. Listen, ridiculous. We love y'all. Um and happy Juneteenth as yes, well. Happy Juneteenth. Yes. Be real black to y'all. Please stay cool and hydrate. It's hot than a motherfucker throughout the whole country. It's hot. It it's too hot to hot. argue. It's too hot to argue. So in that breath, Colin, I'm sorry. I give up. Whatever, whatever <laughs> it is, it is. My bad. Yeah, we, and we ain't gonna do no arguing this weekend. <laughs> It's Juneteenth, it's Father's Day, and it's hot than the motherfuckers. So if you get a chance, go lay by somebody pool or something, or get somewhere cool and have a margarita. So yes. That's it. Yes. Yes. yes but we love y'all. We'll see y'all back next week. We'll mm-hmm. be coming to y'all again Friday because your girl is traveling for work. Um, but so we'll be coming I'll be back on my honeymoon to Friday. Friday. So I'll oh. be I'll be out. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, we may just wait because we, the three of us work together. We are, we are not our best trio when one of us is missing. So I don't know if Jamaica time is different. So if, if it's happened to me, girl, you ain't recording shit. You was going to (laughs) be laid up, loved on in your bikini drinking. What's them, them shit, Bob Marley's, them drinks, drinking them Bob Marley's. Listen, we, so we're going to be taking a couple weeks off. Cause how long you going to breathe? Oh, I'm just on the week. I'll be back on next Saturday, July the 2nd. Okay, so then we'll be coming to y'all recording in July, but I I do not like recording without all of us here because the Mm -hmm. chemistry is just better when it's all three of us. So, yes, for sure. Well, have an amazing honeymoon, you and Colin. Y'all do it up. Y'all relax. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't got to hear no mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy, mommy, mommy. can i can i can i can you order we don't want oh child we don't like i I cannot wait (laughs) i cannot wait uh oh child and we going to miami we see a romany shout out to romany romany i miss you um i adore you big shout out to kevin as well hey kevin yeah, um, y'all have y'all have fun doing it up for Kevin's birthday down in Miami. Well, do we wishing wishing him a happy birthday? I can't wait to see the pictures. Yes, mm-hmm. I can't wait. And so we will talk to y'all in July. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>